Good evening, campers. It's another fantastic out there day out there in <laughs> in podcast camp. So glad you could tune in and join us. Hey everyone, welcome back to Podcat Camp. Camp Pod. Cat Camp. <laughs> Get out of my bunk. <laughs> Fine. Welcome to Podcat, the premier podcast on the Podcat Podcast Network. My name is Sam Brady. I am one of your code cats, and joining me as always is our fellow co-cat. Veronica! Oh, how about some cubs? How are you doing today, Veronica? I'm doing well. So some cubs are here. Yes. So from what I've gathered from the news, there was a group of bear cubs. Uh Uh-huh. And they were the cutest little babies. Yes. And they played baseball. Uh Uh-huh. Against... Against, go ahead. Against, I, I don't know who they played against. Tiger cups, maybe? Let's just call them armadillos. <laughs> armadillos. And, <laughs> and they so, triumphed, right? They did. The bear cubs ate those armadillos. Yes. Ate them good. And it's been over a hundred years since the bear cubs have had a delicious meal like that. That's right. These were a sect of bear cubs that were specifically been cursed by a monstrous goat. Yes. And, hey, everybody! Hi! Hi! <laughs> yes. If the moon was made of Will Ferrell, I would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's a simple yes or no question. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in all in all, in all uh, realities and realistic sisters. Congratulations, Cubs. Way to go, guys. You know, I'm shocked that they were able to get as far as they did without first having a bump on this podcast. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know how they triumphed without us pushing them over the edge. I don't know how anything succeeds before we talk about it on a podcast. But just think about all the fame they're about to receive now. So oh, my God. I know that life has been all right, but get ready to have people be excited about you and to experience notoriety yeah. and fandom. Because those World are the three series. things that we offer. Talk about universe series. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. Has it? It feels like it's only been 10 minutes. Maybe it has. I've been busy. Time has been strange. Time has been melting away like sweat. Yeah. I've been so fucking busy. <laughs> I have too. I was so busy, in fact, that I did... I don't even want to say poorly. My poorly would be someone else's great, I think, on a sociology exam. Uh-huh. I did poorly on it in my own uh, estimation. But they always have these little, like, write-in questions where they ask you for um, opinions and this, that, and the other. And so I gave my opinion. And my teacher says, as usual, this is fantastic work. And she bumped me up to an A. And I was like, ugh, thank God. Because it wasn't actually possible for me to have gotten an A based on the point structure that I think all of the other students uh, must abide by. Once again, your life is the movie Clueless. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I got to give you snaps for that. Oh Way my God. Go. Thank you. <laughs> As if. <laughs> yeah. So we're both enjoying a Scheiderbach tonight after a, a long and arduous stretch of school and life and work. Yeah. Um, it's been a little while. Do you want to, uh, I, I tweeted out some, asking for some suggestions. Do you want to take a look at the Twitter feed? Sure. My, I have an Apple watch and it has been going 
bananas oh, since wow. you put out the questions. Cool. And by the way, Apple, get ready for that podcast bump. Oh my God. They're going to sell so many watches. People are starting to going to start to discover you. They're going to be they're like, put you on the map. Apple watch. Watch out wallet. Here I come. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I don't use is I don't use Apple Pay, and I really want to. Oh, really? I keep seeing it more and more, and every time I have the option to use it, and I'm like, oh, I don't have it set up, I feel like a fool. Oh, really? <laughs> like, Veronica, you idiot! I don't have that impulse of that particular service, but... I just think it's I, I think it's the way of the future. Uh-huh. It's getting us closer and closer to a time wherein we are not having to pull out anything in order to pay. Yeah, I want to stop it right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for the retinal pay. She's you ready know? for the future. I'm ready for it. And I feel like by not participating in Apple Pay and every time I have the option to, that I am somehow creating this like anomaly that shouldn't happen. Uh. Like, oh, there's Veronica Gentry way off of this chart. All right, the future. Believe it. Okay, Veronica. I said my wrong last name. You did. <laughs> do you want to look at the tweets? Mm-hmm. I'll do it on my phone. Okay. I sat down my beer, and I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. I was going to say you're sorry to me, but then I realized you are saying you're sorry to the Greek audience, which is here and participates in the show. But are you? Did you say the Greek audience? I did. Oh, okay. Of the active viewer we have. Ooh, I'm excited, guys. Let's see what you've come up with. Uh, dead air. Can you please entertain these people while no, I'm in the internet? You're not listening to it on the on the iTunes feed because what they're actually listening to is like grooving out to. Um, what's the name of that song? Jane. The the flea. The Spanish flea. The right Spanish Fleet. I don't know this. You should listen to it on iTunes. It's going to sound tremendous. What? It's going to sound very funny. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. This is from Ben Cook, aka at the Ben Cook. He says, "Hey, podcast, podcast." Why don't we have Geekly Commune yet so that we can play Star Trek every day? <laughs> Bendy Cook, that is a, tr- a tremendous question from a wonderful person, and you are absolutely correct and awesome. And ab- absolutely, we should have Geekly Commune. I don't know why it isn't here yet. I recently saw an island for sale. Um, I think it's sh- I think it's in Scotland, but it has a harbor and it has many acres of land. And also, I think a castle, Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we should all just move there. Yeah, totally. Because who knows what's going to happen on Tuesday. We might need a refuge. Okay, guys, this is the point of the spear. We are organizing this commune. So uh, get at us and we are going to yeah. create a, a new society. I, I run a, a Star Trek show and in the 24th century, we don't believe in money. But those of you who still do, make sure to contribute your money to this project. <laughs> Also, okay, so, okay, but for real, if we were going to be creating, okay, if we did take over an island that had infrastructure to support life, so there are roads, there are means to catch food, 
and to receive clean water, a way to eliminate waste and eliminate it from uh, creating disease and peril. Mm -hmm. What's the first, what's the first job that you think is absolutely necessary? There are no inhabitants and only geekly commune people will be there. Okay. So consider this. We now do not know all geeklies. Yeah. (laughs) So someone needs to be supplying us with a, with a good food source. (laughs) Wrong. Okay. Go on. Okay. And the first job of course is our podcasters to keep us entertained as we toil for the commune. Wrong. All right. Well, Veronica, what is the first job? You have to create a head of state. (laughs) Dips. I'll write this constitution. <laughs> All right. So we have a queen and a constitution. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So obviously, food source is important, but you can import food. Yeah, but somebody needs to be logistically planning ahead for that and create uh, stores. So you and... think a grocery store owner is the first person? Sure. I don't think that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a, a for-profit. Uh, industry at that point no of course not but uh, i feel like at this point we would be a, a uh, socialist society yes. where we're all paying into so one pot more a secretary of grocery store owner uh, yeah or a czar of grocery store well now here's a question do all do all businesses actually belong to the government dibs yes <laughs> has that answered <laughs> and let us know what your um ideal commune situation would be at, in a petition to the queen and we will see what she says. I hear all petitions. Um, I'm like Daenerys Targaryen. I'll listen. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'll do it intimidatingly. Uh, sure. And showing, you're, you're, showing a bit of boob. <laughs> so you're going to be sitting on your throne with a little bit of boob exposed with like three kittens all around you. Yes. That are just meowing yeah. at people as they petition and going meow. <laughs> and then anytime someone comes before court, I bet you it's because it's this person ran over my cat and the dead cat will be there lying in front of me as well as I seek to balance that which has been taken and that which was not meant to be taken. Alrighty. Also, hopefully there's a dragon. <laughs> At least one, because I would like to really ride on some bad CGI. Sure. Yeah, same here. What else is on Twitter? Oh, I was really into that topic, but yeah, I guess too. Sam is not. Uh, I am. <sighs> Skip. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, this is from Mizzle. Yes. I think his name is Mike. I think so. Pretty I think sure. it's no, his name is Legendary Hearthstone player who made Legendary Rainbow in season. Let's go, Matt. I played him today in Hearthstone. Did you? Yeah, I think during lunch. Did you win? Then. I did win, and it went into double fatigue. It was a very long game. Oh or it went, my. I don't know if it quite went to fatigue, but it went to end game. Well, well, that's great. And congratulations to both of you. Thank you. For having stuck with Hearthstone this long. <laughs> I could not be less interested. They, they ended up doing, as soon as the Cthulhu thing came out, I was like, not into it. <laughs> You've changed the rules on me and I don't understand. <laughs> I don't have the time to figure this shit out. Sure. But before I was doing more things like school and, and, and work and other things. Oh, uh, when you were recovering from your surgery. Well, I think even before then, because um, recovering from surgery, my time was still kind of evaporating quickly. 
before that, I used to get all the daily quests on my phone and then get your phone and then do all the daily quests on your phone. Mm-hmm. So and I, then you I realize that was not fruitful. Keep us both <laughs> gold. <laughs> I mean, I ha- I think I've got all that gold. Yeah. Unless I've let the, the boy child use it all. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. Uh-huh. I told him, he's like, can I use this? I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you give a shit about that game? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, he says, what is your biggest parenting pet peeve? What does he mean by that? Um, like that we see in others or a pet peeve that I, do, I have about my own children? Well, or just about the responsibilities of parenthood. I don't think it's that. You don't think it's that? It's about being a parent or other people Yeah. being a parent? Maybe we should just answer both. Okay. okay. I think as a step parent for me, um, everyone is just like, hey, you kind of have a family, right? So you, and it, it, like, it is really obnoxious and it happens all, all the time. Or people will ask about my family situation, I'll tell them, and then they will not remember and ask way later and then be equally shocked and surprised that I have a family. Because uh, I just do not legitimately have a family in people's eyes and it's really obnoxious. That's weird. So that's a, that's a, 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 a probably my biggest parenting pet peeve. Okay. Um, my biggest parenting pet peeve is... Hmm. <laughs> okay, so my joke answer is people that raise their kids to be Republican, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but in all reality, um, I think my biggest pet peeve, um, and okay, so here's my biggest one right now that that's really irking me a lot, and mm. I'm sure that I have other ones that are bigger, but this is the one that has been on my mind for several days. So um, in the Texas curriculum for young students right now, they are learning about um, a a little bit of political science and how democracy works and uh, specifically our, our voting. And so there are several campuses that are doing mock elections for Hillary or for Trump. And overwhelmingly they all vote trump and i'm like who is giving these children information (laughs) you know it makes me so angry and so i asked um my son today i was just like did you have a vote at school he's like no we didn't do that we didn't talk about presidents at all i was like well good and he was like why and i was like well i saw that some people were having kids vote and i'm just i'm i don't like that i don't think that's right and he's like yeah me either so i don't know I don't like, I do not like it when grown-ups impose um, grown-up problems upon children. And that goes far beyond politics, but that goes with your drug abuse or whatever. Because my parents were both, um, well, I had a, a parent that was an alcoholic and a parent that was a drug addict. And to have imposed those problems of addiction on me, I find to be just completely abhorrent. I do not like that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so I really do not like it when grownups place big people problems at the, at the feet of little kids and are like, we'll deal with it. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's not their job. Plus, um, uh, going along with that uh, in Texas, school is supposed to be a, a safe space for people. And imagine that if you are a young person who is, um, a Latino or an African American or a Native American or something like that, 
and feel so disheartened by so many around you um, not affording you basic dignities in supporting a demagogue who was so hateful and dehumanizing to, to you just by the basis of who you are. Yeah. And then have knowing that so many of your peers at school enthusiastically support that person and having a situation where they're kind of whipped into um, expressing that enthusiasm in a thing, and a thing that is fundamentally, existentially threatening to you and your family and your ability to have a future in the American yeah. dream. That, that, that's a that's a very troubling thing. Texas is majority minority. And I, yeah, and I really think that, especially in this election, e- even from both sides, I mean, everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I'm absolutely pro-Hillary. And, um, but I mean, even still, I would not want someone from the opposite side, a Johnson, you know, supporter, in fact, be, you know, some, some people really do legitimately have problems with Hillary Clinton. They shouldn't have to talk about that at school. Sure. I mean, I, I very much view Donald Trump as a person very closely related to an Adolf Hitler. And it makes me very sad that people have kind of forgotten that that's the type of person that he is and the type of campaign that he has run um, and to create to have created so many others in society is so upsetting and for that to be a topic that's taken lightly is so upsetting to me so I'm very happy that Noah's school has not done that but I feel like the shit will hit the fan if it does. Yeah. I will be extraordinarily upset if I find out he's been forced into a mock election. Like you get you can you could do the same thing with carrots and apples and it would be sure they could perfect. Vote for class president or vote for mm-hmm. um, recess, class snack. Recess or root beer in the drinking mountains. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and then, and then it's, it's celebrate and engage in democracy. Mm-hmm. Sort of that sort of passion with the learning experience going with that. Okay, so great question, Mike. Hope that answered. Sorry, my question, my answer was a bummer. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is from Cody at Code Dude Three. Hey, he Cody. says, "Hey, podcast, podcast. How do you do?" De- oh. How do you know if you're staying true to yourself? Interesting. I um, I kind of unnerve people sometimes where um, I think you have expressed this to me a couple times when you'll realize that I was really bothered by something or someone and it's been so long that I haven't expressed that or articulated that. That you're really what by someone? Bothered or... Oh, bothered. Okay. By something and, and it just does not express... I was thinking about that today, how I, I just do not do that. And I um, was in a circumstance when I grew up where I absolutely knew that I 1,000% um, did not want to be a Mormon and live in a Mormon community where people would very proactively engage me in conversations about that. And uh, the conversation could not, would not end it will with, well, I respectfully disagree or something like that. It would continue to escalate to the point of, uh, of people um, uh, screaming at me or crying at me or, or, or something if, if I continued to um, not attack anyone else's views but just be, be independent in my own. So I, I think that I, I really became very um, quiet about uh, expressing kind of discomfort with situations. People at work sometimes um, talk to me and I uh, and, and it's great. I, I love it but I, I get very frequently that <laughs> 
I, it seems people get whiplash with me where they realize that I didn't like something or or, 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 or someone and they had zero clue uh, through expressing that to me and were kind of surprised and uncomfortable that I didn't communicate that mm-hmm. in a way to them. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I would say that that's fair. So how does that mean? How do you know if you're true to yourself? Oh, I have a very strong sense of myself. I have a, a very well-defined sense of myself. And it's there, and it's so intrinsically defined with me. It is me and my universe, and I am happy with it if I am happy with it. It does not need other person's approval, with the possible exception of, of you and in, in, in some things. But uh, I, 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 re- I really um, care about being um, the person that I want to be. There's a lot of things that I do that are, and, and am that are so important to me, but it doesn't need recognition in anyone else's eyes. And if anything, if, if I'm getting that or anything, I'm almost even suspect of that in the moment. So I know that I am true to myself from me in my own head and my dialogue with myself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm very happy that way and have trouble articulating the real inner workings of that to the outside. How about you? Um, I don't know. I feel like I really only got to know myself very recently. Mm. So... Um, for me, it has been a journey kind of to discover what it is that I pretended to be true about myself and what is true. Um, and so I will find myself at odds with a lot of things that I have very strongly believed in the past um, and, and, and trying to kind of figure out where to go from there has been, uh, I don't even want to say a challenge. It's just been something that's happened where I'll have to sit and think about something for a little bit to see how I feel about it now and um, what facts led me to, you know, believe the way that I did or, you know, change my belief system. But um, I think that the way that you know if you're true to yourself is if you are the same friend that you are to one person that you are to another person. Um, I have a very strong belief that your personal self and your professional self are very different people. Um, I don't think that you should pretend that when you're at work, you are, you know, that you are the most raw version of Sam Brady that you can be. You know, you're being paid to fill a role. And so you you do that to the best of your ability without violating any um, ethical or moral stances that you have. You know, obviously, if something is as terrible, you should leave a, a position like that. But, um, but I think that in your friendships, if you're the same friend to one person that you are to another and you would consider that on the same level like obviously i have several best friends Mm -hmm. and all of them get the same version of me i am not a different version of myself for friend one and then best friend two or whatever um that doesn't happen i am a different friend for that level of friends that are not my best friends um but that that same tier of of friends gets the same me Oh, gotcha. Uh, so another answer that popped into my head is um, I, I'm not, I don't feel like me unless I have some creative outlet that I'm working on on a regular basis. And I can lose sight of that in, in all the business sometimes. And it's a, it's a tough thing that I carve out my uh, time to be creative when we've got so much going on, both in school full time, have two little ones at home and, and, and work. And 
Um, but it, it is it's just so important, grounding, and kind of gratifying to me to be doing something creative. Today I jotted down some notes of a, of a misadventure of the Grace Hopper um, that was very silly and lighthearted and so different than anything that I've done on that show. And that I've also been thinking, I, I'm not doing it because it's already November, but I was also thinking about if I did have the time with the um, November writing month, what I want to do is, and I've got that whole, it's a whole world I've written, I think maybe 30,000 words in before. And I just briefly skeleton outlined what I would like to do if I could. And even that was just really centering. It makes me feel like me and I don't feel be like an authentic me unless I'm um, working hard to make sure that's possible that I can be creative sometimes. Is it NaNoWriMo supposed to be a novel that you have not worked on? Oh, is it? Okay, I, I probably so. house rule it then. Because I know there's yeah. a couple things with that that I house rule. The only thing I try to do with my November is I try to hit 50,000. Sure. And I kind of don't hold myself to any other rule. Any other, okay. That makes sense. I don't even keep it in the same story to hit 50,000, to be honest. One of our um, mutual friends is like a one of the NaNoWriMo like official people or yeah whatever. I know who you mean yeah, yeah. Um, he gave a speech about it this year and I gave a speech about NaNoWriMo last year oh okay in the same um, speech making organization how funny yeah I didn't mention that to him but I maybe should have yeah okay <clears throat> oh I'm in charge of questions this time sorry um, so and also if you're not listening to the song True to Your Heart um, by 98 Degrees from the Mulan soundtrack <laughs> then I can't help you. <laughs> okay, this is from at Craig Hart, a.k.a. Brother Trebit, Tre- Trebius? Tre- I'm going to go with it, Trebius. Mm. Um, hey, Podcat Podcast. Any unusual traditional family Thanksgiving recipes? Do you need them to make Thanksgiving Day complete? Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. Do you mind if I start on this one? Please. I really do not like Thanksgiving. I only like it with my immediate family. Mm. Um, My family has made it just unbearable for me. I do not like it. There's always some sort of drama that someone's having, and I'm just not into it. Like, I really miss the days when I was younger and was oblivious to all of the problems that I'm sure were there then that are there now. Um, I like to live in the in the bliss of my childhood Thanksgiving where people were fighting about shutting up because the Cowboys were playing. Mm. That's what I miss. Mm. Um, Those th- halcyon days of Thanksgiving. Yeah. The, uh, I guess the thing that makes Thanksgiving complete for me is pecan pie. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't think I can do Thanksgiving without pecan pie. I also really like green bean casserole, though. Oh, I, I like green bean casserole. And have yeah. you tried my dad's? Yes, he made it for us. Oh, right, because I specifically Christmas. asked because I wanted you to try it. Yeah, so when we went to Christmas last year at Sam's house, <laughs> um, or his parents' house, rather, um, Sam, we sit down at this restaurant like a day after we've gotten there, and Sam was like, is there anything you guys want to eat? And I'm, I'm happy to make something for you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Sam has told me about all of these things that you make that are so delicious. And he's like, what did he say? And so I just told him the, the short list of things that Sam had said were really great. And, oh, I really want you to try these at Christmas. Uh-huh. And it was like three or four really big meals. Yeah. Like really big intensive meals. Yeah. And so 
But then we lose sight of Sam's dad for a long time. And then Sam's dad comes back from the grocery store with like all varieties of food (laughs) because he doesn't want to let Sam down. (laughs) And it was very cute and delicious. It was so good. It was very good. These are my families are very terrible. My dad is um, like perhaps the one one who takes the most seriously and analyzes most like found himself and centered himself in cooking and just loves that and does that as sort of retreat. But every member of my family, with the exception of me, is a very talented cook. You're so a good cook. Good. Oh, thank you. I do I do cook, I guess. Yeah, you do. It's good. I'm more cook to live and keep things going. You know what I mean? Like, to work. and I do cook things that people like. I'm interested to see delicious. how you cook after you're not in school anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I would... I think I would do more home cooked, but I don't think it would be crazy elaborate. I think like I, it might be more crock pot. Uh, like um, you don't know who you'll be. You don't know who I'll be. Okay, fair enough. I'm just I'm I'm messing with you. <laughs> um, let's see. And do we need any of this to make Thanksgiving complete? I kind of need green bean casserole to make okay. it complete. Gotcha. And also cranberry sauce with the can shape. I've been a bunch of different places in a bunch of different states in the past several Thanksgivings. So, I don't, I don't Has know. Has green bean casserole been there every time? No, not every time. <sighs> Certainly Rude. not. But okay. I think I just need you to make it complete. Okay. Well, that's 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 a really sweet thing to say. Uh-huh. It's also a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> be around um, for Thanksgiving. Yes. I, I love spending Thanksgiving with you. It's fun. Excuse me. Oh, there. Oh, there, champion. Okay. Uh, Kyrian Bennett, at Mark Bennett, I think. Or, oh no, it's Mr. K underscore Bennett. Sorry about that, Kyrian. Oh, Kyrian. 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 I feel terrible that I messed up someone's name. I blame it on these contacts. <laughs> They can go straight to hell. Hey, Podcat Podcast. Any life advice? Yes. Don't get into credit card debt. And if you are in credit card debt, get a second job to pay off that credit card debt. Dare and do. The next question is from Ivy Plundering. It says... and I it, always pronounce that in my head, Ivy Profit. Whenever I read that, 100% of the time. Does he give you a headache? To me, that's what his (laughs) name is. Okay, do you want to know how I say it in my head? How do you say it in your head? I'd be plundering. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. 100% of the time. Nice. Hey, Podcat Podcast. Let's say, hypothetically, someone hates themselves and everything they create. How would they begin to love themselves? I've done a lot of this. <laughs> I didn't like me for a very long time. And I have mentioned on the show before, I, I uh, suffered from or with some suicidal ideation for a, a very long time. Um, when it kind of got the worst, I would think about something in the future that I was excited about, like a book coming out. And I think about the state in the book. And I would think about, it does not matter if nothing else works out and if uh, nothing gets better with anyone or with anything, but wouldn't it be great if I could just chill out in my house and have a simple pleasure of, of 
the snack in this book or something. I <laughs> literally think about that in my head. And I kind of felt like no pressure waiting water uh, and not trying to be better was very helpful for quite a long time uh, because, I mean, you just give it time and things do become better or you find reasons to want to be better that are better than the reasons you have right then. So I honestly think that just treading water is is valuable if it, it gets it because you will inevitably be, to be at a different place. When you're in that bad place, you can only remember being in bad places. You have these very heuristic memories where you only remember the sort of state that you're in. If you're depressed, it feels like you always have it and always will be, but you won't always be. So, I mean, I think just whatever you find effectively gets you to the next week. And rinse and repeat. It's good advice. Um, my advice is to safely remove yourself from situations wherein you feel worse. Um, my, uh, I guess when I went through my divorce, that was really that first step for me was removing myself from a situation wherein I did not like who I was. I did not like the situation that I was in. And, um, and I don't know, I just, to me, to go back to the other question, I did not feel true to myself. Um, I had lost sight of who I was in a, in a lot of ways and um, having stepped away and gotten out of that relationship was the first big step that really led to um, to recovery for me but there was also a very long period of time when I was still did not like anything that I created nothing was good and um, it's actually how I felt about all of season three during season three of Cthulhu and Friends and um it's how i felt about every draft of every project bombshell that i wrote for months and months and months and months and only recently did i kind of really get to a point where i felt good with what was being created by me because it took me a long time to kind of rediscover who i was and uh not just outside of my former relationship but who I was individually and who I was in my new relationship. And um, so, yeah, I, and that's been very refreshing for me. So I would just say, if you feel like you do not have support, go to a place where you can get support. Um, be around people and invest your time wisely in people that will encourage you and make you feel better. Because they're just going to be people that you just feel good around. And you should just try and be around those people as much as possible. And let them know what's happening in your life. Because a lot of times, um, if they don't know, they might think like, Ugh, you know, he's hanging out too much or whatever, you know. like He's, he's being weird or whatever. But I, I have found that a lot of times if people know what's happening with you, they're so much more sympathetic and they understand like, it's not that you know, you're imposing, it's that you're, you're needing something from society. And as a human being, it's their job to meet that need for you. So. Alrighty. Hope you're all right, buddy. We think you're really great. Yes, we do. You want to call this one? <laughs> but we have so many more questions. We can do that in a future episode, perhaps. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Future episode awaits. Good night.
Are we gonna do new music? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.